Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a cool dude on all the way from Los Angeles. Mike Bjorkman's going to join us here in a minute. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, let me bring Mike on on the show. Mike, welcome. Hey, good morning. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to have you here. We have um, we have people joining us already from Facebook, from LinkedIn. Got people all over the place. So thank you guys for joining, Mike. I I, I started this show about two and a half years ago, and it's all about helping people. I've interviewed somewhere around 300 celebrities and entrepreneurs, and and I really truly believe that we can help other people break through what they're stuck in just by telling our stories. So Absolutely. that's what this is about, man. Let's start with where you were born and raised. And well, by the way, I'm gonna put the camera just on you. Wow, that's beautiful. Where are you, man? That I'm is in my backyard. I just hanging out. I got a little construction going back here, so there's some wood, but. Wow, man. I was going to say, it looks like you're at a resort. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. Nice. It's so beautiful outside and there's noise inside my house. So I wanted to come out and social distance from my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So, so um, let's talk about, you know, like where, start where, where it all started for you. Well, you asked where I was born. I was born in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I was in Los Angeles by the time I was about one and a half years old. So you could kind of say I was raised here, um, came from a, a family, um, you know, I don't want to say had nothing, but pretty close to it. Um, barely made it through high school, got into real estate at the age of 19 years old, right after high school. I couldn't afford to go to college. I wanted to make more money than a doctor or a lawyer. So that was my choice, like a lot of people. Uh, I just happened to bust a move and made it happen and became one of the top real estate agents in the country and uh, got into property management, uh, got into leadership, owned my own brokerage. And then uh, that turned into a lot of coaching and a lot of helping others grow. And that's kind of where my reputation has come from, kind of unstucking people, like you said, and, and really and really diving deep with them and finding their finding, you know, whatever they need to work through. And some reason God gave me an amazing gift of helping people comfortably get out of their, you know, their problems. And, and I guess that's why I'm here and I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for having me. Wow, dude, that, that's, that, that's the fastest life story I've ever heard, but I'm going to, I'm <laughs> be sensitive to your show. <laughs> I'm going to, dude, I'm going to back it up here a little bit and say, um, you know, I, I like because I, I didn't make it out of high school. <laughs> Just for the record. Well, I did. I walked out in 12th grade and said, y'all are crazy. I'm out of here. Right. Um, so, you know, let's talk about that. When, when you because what I find that a lot of entrepreneurs have in common is is um, number one, a lot of entrepreneurs barely made it out of high school. <laughs> a lot of successful ones. Right. So, so talk about that. Growing up, you you said you didn't. Your family didn't have much. Is that what you said? 
Yeah, like I was the kid in the neighborhood that never got to go to, you know, water skiing, snow skiing. We we went on one vacation a year and it was in our Volkswagen van to the to the county beach, you know, and and I appreciated it, but but we were the family that couldn't afford to go anywhere or do anything, so my dad taught me the hustle, right? We did our own yard work, we did our own painting. Um, entrepreneurship came young for me. I was doing, you know, six lawns on Saturday, six lawns on Sunday. I'd ride my bike to the swap meet and I'd, you know, work all day helping people, uh, unpack and pack their stuff and sell it all day. Um, you know, I used to climb oak trees 60 feet in the air to pull out mistletoe and sell it at the drug stores for around the holiday times for, you know, a nickel a bag, put ribbons on it. So I always had a little entrepreneurial spirit because all my friends had money to do things and I never did. So I wanted to earn my own money so I could actually go to the movies once in a while with them or something. So I kind of, my dad, you know, he, my dad taught me the hustle. That was one good thing. So, wow. so I wasn't afraid of hard work at a young age. And um, because I was always around people, helping people, making money, and my mother was very um, dynamic with her personality. So I was able to learn how to communicate communicate effectively at a very young age with yeah. that hustle, which turns into that entrepreneurial spirit. Once you yeah. take success, you get a little bit addicted to it. Uh, and <laughs> therefore, I was, you know, I just needed the right business because uh, I had the right mindset. And once I finally found that right business and got a taste of what, you know, uh, performance-based commission pay was like, I was like, yeah, I like this. The more I work, the more I get paid. The less I work, that's okay. <laughs> you know, so it was a very interesting dynamic for me. So you, now were your parents, either one of them entrepreneurs? No, my dad worked in aerospace, you know, probably the $30,000 a year job hour each way in traffic. And my mom was a bartender, waitress and a bus driver my whole wow. life. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you, so you barely get out of high school, but you did. So that, that's good. Did it, you, I'm going to just go out on a limb. You didn't go to college. No. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I just, I didn't have the time at the time. I was very lucky. I got a job as an optician making eyeglasses. Yeah. And uh, I started that the, the guy pulled me out of a Wendy's flipping burgers. He saw my hustle and he said, Hey, I want you to come be my lab assistant. And it was just a local mom and pop um, doctor, eye doctor place. And then when I was 18 lens crafters headhunted me out of there and wow. I got a taste of corporate America real quick. And I learned real quick that I didn't like it. So <laughs> now what am I going to do? I mean, I, honestly, it was either I got into real estate and made it or I was going into the military. And, and it's not that I was afraid to go in the military. I just knew there was I knew the world needed me for a different reason. So yeah. I, made, I made that little career work. Here's here's a buddy of mine. He's out in your he's out in your um I don't know if Charles is in LA. I think he's in LA proper, which is like California, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but he's a, he's a realtor actually out there. Oh, cool. So, yeah. But um, so so you got into how old were you when you got into real estate? I took my test when I was eighteen, and I started when I was nineteen. Okay. Wow. Wow. So you didn't stay at the optometry place very long at all. No, no, I, I, I couldn't imagine life in corporate America anymore. You know, I was 18 years old and I wanted to go out and party and have fun. And these people were making me work from one to nine on a Saturday night. They were really mean to me. There's regional directors, national directors. And, and I just learned like, hey, I don't like these people. You yeah. know, the corporate handcuffs are real, you know, and I didn't want that. 
Um, and, wow. and I knew the money could get much better if I just, if I just worked at that, you know? Wow. So you got into real estate, you're 19 years old and everybody trusts a 19 year old realtor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's exactly right. Especially me. Remember I said, I barely made it out of high school. Right. So was I was a hardcore party kid. Like I was all about fun. I was all about, you know, beer bongs, keg stands, that kind of thing. Wow. So when I got it, when I got my real estate license, I just said, okay, guys, I'm a realtor now. And they, everybody, Mike, we love you, but you would be the last mofo person we buy a house from or sell wow. our house. So I had to start from complete scratch and go to complete and total strangers, uh, which is how I learned marketing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how that worked. I learned how to, I learned how to, you know, get to the masses quick that didn't know me. And, right. you know, I was kind of a seminar junkie. Uh, I, I go to a seminar, I'd learn a little bit, and then I got addicted to that. I'd go to every seminar, every convention. And back then we didn't get on planes and drive far. It wasn't like you could jump on a stream yard, you know, and just start chit chatting with a, with a coach. It was, I had to travel far and wide, you know, and, yeah. and, mm -hmm. uh, and that's, you know, that was the other thing that, made me pretty successful pretty fast. I, I just studied and studied and studied and I was fascinated. Hi, Angela. How are you? You know, Angela? Know Angela. Yep. She's one of the best network marketers I know. I love Angela. She's actually been on the show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah so yeah, she saw me speak at a, at a convention not too long ago in San Diego. Um, wow. But, but anyway, so it was like, it was just one of those things where I just did the right things for the right reasons at the right times. And and, and I always say I got lucky, you know, but I worked pretty hard and, and, uh, and it worked out, you know, lo and behold, here I am today, just doing just fine. So, okay. So let's start though, back when you were 19, 20, 21, um, you're still trying to figure out how to be a professional real estate agent and, um, you know, a, a big time partier at the same time. <laughs> um, was there a moment back then where, where you, you, you had sort of a, a a paradigm shift where you were like, okay, I gotta I gotta clean things up here. Or was there like how how what happened that made you become so successful as a real estate agent and then trainer and everything else? You know, honestly, it was a couple of years of people saying you'll never make it, you'll never make it in this business. Mm. You, no way it's gonna work. And then my ego kicked in. And I just wanted to prove the world wrong. And that desire and passion, unfortunately, was so strong. That was my guiding light for my success. And um, and it worked. You know, it's, you know, wow. uh, it took me many years to be able to admit that to myself and others that my ego pulled me to success. But at but I was, I was heartbroken my whole life. I was broke my heart. Um, I was always made fun of. I, I had a Volkswagen rabbit in high school that I paid $500 for, for mowing lawns. And all my friends were driving around in IROX and, you know, that kind <laughs> of stuff. And, and I just, finally said, Listen, the, I got to prove it to these people that I am something and I can be something. And so my, my burning desire in my soul just said, look, prove to everybody that you have what it takes. And, uh, and that's what I did. I just, you know, I just, I couldn't wait to have a trophy, a ribbon and put myself smack dab on the front page of the local newspaper to just tell everybody, booyah, here I am. Like, I know, love that, dude. I'll suck it basically, you know, <laughs> but, but I didn't, I didn't come across that way. I was smart enough not to do that. Uh, yeah. But I really wanted to, I really wanted to just have people believe in me. And that was like, once people started trusting and believing me, my whole 
paradigm shift, if you will, switch to stop showing off and serve others. So that was the second mm. year of my life. And that's when I got into coaching and helping other children, getting into community outreach and charity. And um, now that, you know, I said, well, this community actually took me and fixed me and raised me and supported me. Now it's time to turn turn it around and start helping others now. And that's probably about the probably about the age where I kind of settled down a little bit, 26, got married, started having babies, you know, that kind of stuff. And wow. uh, and then from there on, it was all about what can I do to serve the world? Wow. Wow. So, so between the ages of 19 and 26, you were in that um, learning phase, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, which, hey, you know what? I think, I think that the, the school of hard knocks is, is the best university in the world. It really is. I, I, Everybody I, I know that's been to that school has done just fine. <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever like, I can remember, cause I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire adult life as well. And, and, you know, I, 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 and there were times where things weren't going well and somebody headhunted me or offered me, you know, a nice cushy salary or mm -hmm. what. And, and so I was like, you know, things just happened to be bad enough in that moment that I said yes. <laughs> and then, then about a month, two, three months later, I was like, what the hell did I just do? I can't do this. And, and so have, have you ever had those moments as you were talking about that? I thought, man, there's been those times where somebody's like, well, you know, you can either figure it out or you can go get a job. Have you ever had that? Like that? And, I was and pretty close a couple of times, you know, we had some pretty dramatic things happen in Los Angeles. Like when I got in the business 91, we had a big, big crash to make it worse. We had the 94 earthquake completely wow. shut down real estate. And then the recession, you know, in 2005, it started for me and yeah. it didn't end until 2010. There was a lot of really good job offers during that time. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of, of partnerships offered that could have taken me in different directions. But I just, you know, something inside of me just said, just keep going. And I was very diverse. I was very smart that way. I was able to like, when, when the market turned it really bad in 2007, I went out and got my broker's license and started a property management company. And I got addicted yeah. to predictable monthly cash flow and, and I started giving myself a normal paycheck. So that kind of saved us going through the recession. I and mean, we had a very extravagant lifestyle coming into the recession and then after that was up and running, I wanted to be more diverse. So I got into default where uh, we were flipping homes, doing foreclosures, short sales, loan modifications. And I really specialized in helping people that were in, in bad situations, which became very lucrative. And uh, then the market turned around and, and we're still going through one of the best markets ever after 2011. And here we are 2020. It's, it's amazing. Now, are you doing, are you getting, or have you gotten into, um, beyond property management doing like investment buying properties buying like yeah. rental so we, yeah we have a, a whole portfolio <laughs> of rental properties uh dabble in commercial real estate um one of the things i love about um property management is i get to make you know seven to ten percent off of all other people's money yeah and it's kind of nice when I'm not the one putting down humongous down payments right. and I'm actually realizing the same or a better gain than most investors. And I get to play with everybody else's money and it's a company that runs itself. 
and I get very large paychecks every two weeks. And it's kind of nice to, to be able to have that. And, and now the company I'm involved with EXP real estate, uh, we grow the company organically through agents and we revenue share, uh, all over the nation. We're a global company traded on NASDAQ. And this company is, I was right picking this company. It's blown up and I get to reap the benefits of the people that I coach, lead and mentor all over the country. So wow. it's almost like having another property management company, except it's even easier with less overhead. So I'm very diversified as far as uh, predictable month monthly cash flow, and I like I like having passive income. Everything I do is passive now. So um, wow. I work maybe three weeks out of the month. Any I do anything I can do with a laptop in my hand. Um, and if you, if you if you follow me on social media, you'll know that. I'm home just a few days out of the month and I love to travel and do fun things. And, uh, I work, you know, very few hours nowadays and, uh, it's wow. fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, I'm 47, man. It's time for me to be able to enjoy some of the things that I've built, you know? So, yeah. so I do yeah. that. But I still work hard in the sense where I, wherever I'm at, I work hard. My wife might get frustrated because I'll do a few coaching calls during the day or a podcast or, you know, yeah. or train somebody or run my teams. But you know, you know, you can only say, "Look, you're sitting in Cabo. How bad could it be, babe?" Like, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. So <laughs> that's reality. Right. <laughs> right. Get over it. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. right. Sometimes I need a couple hours. We're not. We're not that financially set. <laughs> so gotta gotta work a little bit there. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. So, so what? What are it? You know, I think. It sounds to me like you, um, there's just, it, it almost sounds to me like you're just like, I'm not afraid of any, I'll just do it. Like whatever, like, yeah, whatever it takes, man. <laughs> wow. What do you find that's that, what do you find with like in your coaching business with, with clients you're dealing with, what are some of the biggest obstacles you see people that, and, and you're not just coaching real estate people, right? Correct. Now I'm coaching all kinds of entrepreneurs and yeah. anybody that's basically self-employed, owns a business, trying to get to the next level. Right. So what are what are some of the things that you find that are that are holding people back? I I, I for one hundred percent sure know that it's people and life balance. Um, people are so scatterbrained with life balance. It's, you know, I forget who one of my coaches years ago taught me about like the, the four F's back there. It was like family and finance or whatever. And now I've got it to the seven F's. It's, it's very crystal clear to me. There's seven days a week, one day a week. You need to work hard on, you know, one of the seven F's and it's very simple. It's faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, future business, and fun. Those are the seven things that, I don't care which entrepreneur, which person that I coach or train or mentor, if I can just get them working on their life balance, their mindset follows because they have everything is working. You know, it's that spoke when one of the when that wheel, when one of the spokes break, you know, you get lopsided and, and people have such a hard time recovering from that. Um, you can't yeah. you can't go through life when your spouse is mad at you or you your friends hate you or you haven't worked on your finances or your fitness is terrible or you're you have a bad relationship with other parts. I mean, it's just all goes together. And once people figure out how beautiful. Uh, yes, I know Fred Weaver. He's a good friend. Um, and once you figure out how um, to just maintain life as, as good as you can, then your your mindset picks up and then you're you're not afraid of things. 
and you you go through life meeting beautiful people, getting help wherever you need it, and the and the universe opens up in so many different directions for you. And wow. I just I just believe that if you if you have life balance, then everything else comes right. Your daily schedule matters a lot. You know, uh, I have a schedule for every entrepreneur, but the first the first um, two hours of it involves self help and skill set no matter what you're learning so if i wake up as a coach i'm going to do i'm going to jump on the treadmill i'm going to jump on the peloton or something i'm going to listen to your podcast or something for self-help motivation yeah. and then i'm going to work directly on something skill set so uh, as a matter of fact one of my one of my goals in the next three to six months is get my streaming up so when i go live i go live on eight different platforms like you so what will i do for the next you know a few weeks or a couple months i will implement skill set that will probably involve some of your training right because i can't just pick up my computer and and launch to eight platforms right now you right, know so right. i'll put somebody in place to help me with that and then you know i'll start growing our followers and our reach right yeah. now you know, I'm very blessed that I have a tremendous amount of business. And but if I keep this direction going that I am of um, vacationing or taking more time off. Right. So I'll know that I'll need a bigger reach in the next six months so I can I can attract more business. Right. Working smarter, not harder. Right. Like you're right. doing. Right so yeah. and that's just that'll just be one of my things. So I'll I'll work on skill set. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so that's that's one of the first things I do is just really work on people's life balance and and break those down. We'll rate them from a one to ten. How's your relationship with your family? What do we need to work on? How's your relationship with your friends? When's the last time you talked to your boys? You know, hey, now we're going to talk about fitness. What, talk to me about your fitness. When's the last live blood scan? When's the last physical? What are you doing? What are you eating? You know, what kind of fuel are you putting? And then, okay, let's go right down to <clears throat> um, finances. and. Yeah. When's the last time you bought a rental property? How much money are you putting aside? Okay, what about future business? We got to diversify. Is there any other way that we can monetize what you're doing? And we can just go through the list. And yeah, finally, fun. And and believe it or not, between family and fun, people have it all effed up, right? There's yeah. seven Fs, and and there's one more F that I try not to talk about on podcasts, and that's number eight, right? And you could probably think about what that is, but you don't get that F unless you have good family. And, yeah. you know, and that balance is all put together too. So yeah. it's crazy how just little, little moves like that can completely change people's lives and their careers. So it's fun. Yeah. I love working with people like that. That's awesome. Wow. There's another realtor in California. Oh, Tammy Ann. I was just with her in Vegas all weekend. How oh, do you know Tammy? I know Tammy. She's been on the show too. Oh, awesome. she's, she's a good friend of mine too. I love she's her. She's a sweetheart. I'll actually be with her this weekend in Newport Beach. Wow. She's awesome. So, um, yeah, look, she just said, whoops. She said, Ken, Mike is my buddy. That's awesome. <laughs> Kyle says too many people live for just the weekend. I do agree with that. Oh, amen. That's a I really, do. I'm going to steal that quote, Kyle. Thank you. I mean, you know, the, the, what's interesting is, is that I don't live I live for every day, man. And I, I, I enjoy my life. I have fun. I, I'm not, I'm not on the level you are. I don't think, I don't know. I, I mean, I do pretty well, but like, I, I, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about the weekend because every day is the weekend. If I want it to be like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but absolutely, you know, I, yeah. I can outside of having a, a, a very, very busy calendar, 
sometimes I'm free to do what I want wherever I want. And that's the life that I imagined a long time ago. And today I have it. So, you know, with, I, I love what you're doing, man. I, I think that now, have you written a book? No, I, I started writing a book about real estate with a, the book, I forget what it was called, but it was about what it's truly like to be like in real estate. But I found out that book wasn't evergreen and I, and I would want it. And if I was to write a book, I want it to be evergreen. Right. So if yeah. I was to write a book now, it would be more of a self-help book. Yeah. So I don't look at myself as a guru. So I think, I think the book is kind of on the, on the shelf for now. Maybe when I'm, you know, retired and slow down a lot more and I can, I can look back and, and see what lives I've really changed and then write a book for the future generations. But I, I, I do, I've got, I've got to, I've got to close you on this right here, live on the air. You have to write a freaking book on the eight F's. I'm serious. Listen, man, here's what I, here's what I say. Like, if you don't do it, you're literally stealing from the world. Cause there's people that need your book, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we could give me some really good Adderall or something to actually sit down and do it, maybe. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, you know, I'll tell you, I when when I when I heard that Grant Cardone wrote his first book in three hours, I was like, holy crap! If he can do that in three hours, I can do one in seven days, and I did. I wrote a book in seven days, man, and it became a number one bestseller, and it's the best thing I ever did. Well, <clears throat> seriously, I used to travel around with. Uh, uh, seven speak seven figure speaking empire right with all the info marketers the best yeah. of the and uh, coach with Dave Van Hoos and Dustin Matthews and all those guys and uh, we I partied with that whole clique right we wow. I was just in Puerto Rico with Davin Michaels like I mean we were we're all over the place doing really fun things and I was the only one that didn't have a book and it took me a long time to find a writer that I could partner with yeah and I finally found her and it's 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 kind of on the shelf, but we are working together closely. We're seeing if we're a good fit because I I'm <laughs> I'm terrified to find out about um, to have somebody help me write a book that's not going to do a really good job and and really be like my personality coming out. So yeah. I have yeah. been talking to somebody. Good. Uh, we good. might spend some time together uh, the next coming months and test it out. But I just don't want my followers to say oh he's writing a book and when is it coming because i don't want to make promises i can't keep yeah. but it's not, it's not shelved that deep right let's put it that way yeah <laughs> well i i just man i can i can hear the wisdom in your voice and and you know you already know this man it's hard to see ourselves the way the rest of the world sees us sometimes and right. and and dude i see it i hear it i mean your backyard looks like a freaking resort so like <laughs> it's pretty fun it, it does. Is that a tiki hut behind you? Yeah, it's seventy-five foot bar. <laughs> Dude, that is insane. There's a pool back there, isn't there? Yeah, that's where I'm going to be in a little while. Wow, man, that's that's so awesome, man. So, so, if, do you have a website that I can pop up on the screen for people to check you out? The only website I have is. Um, it's just like my podcast and my YouTube channel. It's all real estate training. You know, I don't have anything that's oh. see, I don't monetize. Um, I'm not, I'm not actively looking for more coaching clients. They all come from word of mouth. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dropping landing pages. I'm not driving traffic, things of that nature. Uh, we do that for our real estate sales, but it's my, my, my podcast 
And it's actually, it does help a lot of other people. I've had a lot of messages saying, although you're training real estate, you're really training life. And it's just the real estate marketing show.com, uh, real estate marketing show.com. The, the T H E? No, not the, just real estate marketing show.com. Oh. Okay. I'm going to put it up here. Real estate, if I can spell this morning, marketing show, marketing show.com. Okay, here it is. Tell me if that's right. Real yep. estate marketing show.com. Yep, that's it. So, where is, I mean, is that, and, and is all your social media links, is all that on there as well? Yeah, I mean, everything is Mike Bjorkman that, that I yeah. am, my Instagram, my, my Facebook um, business page and personal page. Uh, and that's, you know, and, and, and I love talking about that. It's, it's one of those things people are like, dude, you, you don't have websites. You don't have books. You don't have, because here's what happened is when, when I got, and I'll tell you another story real quick. I was yeah. in, in 2007, I started that property management company. Right. Right. And I said, wow, I got really good at this really fast. And I blew up a property management company, which nobody thought I could do in a recession. Right. Nobody thought I could do it period. And I did it so fast. And then I go, you know what? I want to teach other real estate professionals how to open up a property management company. Mm. So how am I going to do this? And then I got a tip to join seven figure speaking empire. So I had to learn quickly how to sell from webinar, sell from stage. I would have, um, I would have tons and tons of, of education on how to build funnels and how to build landing pages and, and, and just all this stuff. And, and I was at the forefront of this, the technology was just getting there to where, where funnel wasn't even a thing back then. Like, like, click funnels, not, nothing, nothing was that none of that stuff was around. We were just figuring out how to do go to meeting back then, you know, and like oh. and try to play, try to play pre-recorded webinars. And here's right. what happened. I got so overwhelmed with what really takes to be a true info marketer that I just like, I said, this isn't for me. I don't want to be an info marketer. Therefore, I didn't want to do the funnels, the books, the pages, the, the, you know, the squeeze pages, all that stuff that info marketers in today's market typically do, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to drive traffic. I didn't want to do that. Um, so that's why, you know, I just, I just, and I think, you know, it's funny. It works in my benefit. People go, God, if he's that good, he doesn't have to work to monetize his business. Well, I really want to work with them then, you know, so it's hilarious. <laughs> right. Tammy. Yeah. Tammy because, because I do work with some of the best funnel builders in the industry. Yeah. They're on my podcast. I do hang out with them and I do learn from them. Yeah. It's like one of those things where I just, Oh, I don't like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Cause I know the work involved oh, and yeah. it really takes money wise, time wise and knowledge wise to do it the right way. And then you have the best info marketers in the world critiquing your funnels and your, in your, and your, all your stuff. I'm like, I don't want that either. Well, that and, and it takes a lot of testing and people right. don't realize that like, you know, I, I've had so many clients that are like, Hey, build me a funnel. And I'm like, let's, let's talk about why you want a funnel first, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, and Tammy's calling me the freaking funnel king. I am not the funnel king. I I I, I know somebody that's the funnel king, but I'm not the funnel king. I know tons of funnel kings. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I think that um, I, I'd like to like to ask: uh, Have there been times along this journey? Because 
I'm just going to be real with you, man. It sounds like you, you've, you've had a very easy life and nothing hard ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, some of the biggest, some of the biggest, um, so being a very expressive high eye, right? Yeah. I'm not analytical in any way, short or shorter, any way. But the problem with being like that is you're not very organized. You're not very, you know, uh, analytical. So you need to hire people to do that for you. Like I have to have a full-time bookkeeper. I have to have a full-time business manager. I have three full-time assistants, you know, those types of things. And they wow. keep my life pretty good. But when it comes to high-level decisions, which I have to make, these are some of the problems we get into. Taxes would be a really good problem that I've had, right? Yeah. Like. I, I want a boat before I pay my taxes. I want this before I pay my taxes. So, so right. luckily, you know, I spend a ton of money and I have a team that runs my life, you know, yeah. my assistants, my marketing assistant, like people that are around me are epic in my life and, and I would be in jail without them or I would be broke without them. You know, my wow. account, my CPA, my bookkeepers, my everything that, that they watch over what's going on. And, and it's very, you know, I'm very fortunate. Like we just closed on a beach house last week. You know, I'm the only person I know that bought a beach house during COVID. I'm the only person, wow. who, you know, but, but it's, a, you know, I, we, we saw an opportunity and took it, right? We found a beach house. It was own commercial. We, we got to use SBA financing 10% down. We got to, wow. we got to really, you know, you utilize the things that were in front of us to help us grow. And without my team around me, I could have never done that because I probably would have never noticed. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but those are the kind of, those are the kind of cool things that we do. Um, and, you know, and to go back to what you're saying before about, um, books and 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 monetizing and all that stuff but really i'm a real estate agent first you know we'll sell a couple hundred homes a year we'll still manage that property that's my true passion and we'll flip a bunch of homes so you know a lot of people say why don't you come into the guru space and i go because because i love selling houses man i I've, if i don't have 20 25 escrows going at all times i lose my mind you know and they're really, really nice people I get to work with. And that's the good thing about being successful. I don't have to work with a-holes if I don't want to. I right. think people that are nice, people that are smart, people that appreciate what I've built. They appreciate my marketing. You know, because I, you you hear my language. I talk a lot about info marketing space, right? Yeah. Digital marketer, right? So I use that to get my real estate sold. You know, right. I am friends with Perry Belcher and, and Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice from Digital Marker. I know my digital marketing, but I don't use it to promote me. I use it to promote my properties. And and that's yeah. that could be that could be where I'm getting my release, right? Yeah. Well it's about yeah. twelve to fifteen people at any time. Um, and growing strong. But yeah. but the reality is is I have to stay informed to be able to do what I do, right? I, I, a lot of people at my age now, I never touched a computer until after high school because I was just on the cusp of the computer age, right? Yeah. But I had to learn it. I had to learn it, had to learn how to embrace technology because technology is what really got me started. I was, you know, people my age are trying to slow down so much that they're not embracing technology. They're not keeping up with technology. But I know no matter what I do for the next 10 to 20 years, because I know I'll never truly retire, but I'll need that technology, right? And so there's things in people's lives that they need just as much, right? So it could be one of those eight Fs, right? They have yeah. to embrace one of those things. And right now, for me, it's still staying on the, the, the technology bandwagon because if we don't, like, 
I mean, look what you're doing right now. You're streaming off of eight platforms. Like who does that? You know, <laughs> and, and most people li literally I'm teaching people day to day how to go live on zoom on one platform, you know, yeah. and you're stream yarding. You're, you're a couple months ahead of the curve, right? Yeah. Who, who thought we could ever go live on LinkedIn and Facebook at the same time. Right. right? You're doing right. it right. So, so that's the kind of where well, what tangent did I just go off on? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you know, here's so you know, I, I, I one of my questions for you is this is you know, I and I, I'll start it with a, a little personal quick story of my own. One day back when I my I had my office for I, I started my LLC in, in in 2007, perfect time to start a business, and, and <laughs> around 2009. I had an office and some employees and a handful, not, not many. And, and this guy that worked for me comes in and he goes, uh, Hey, uh, there's, there's some dude out in the parking lot looking in the windows of your SUV. And this is a big dude telling me this. And I go, we'll go out there and beat his ass or something. Tell him to get out of here. What, what, what are you doing? He goes, well, I would, but he has it blocked with his tow truck. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Son of a, and and so that was a really really bad day because I don't know if you've ever tried to convince a repo man not to take your car, um, but close, but never that close. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't they they they're not on your side, right. and and so um, that was a very embarrassing, humiliating, bad bad day, uh, and and it felt like my entire world was crumbling at that moment. Have have you had any moments along your journey where it was like, man, I don't think we're going to make it through this? Yeah, I, I have had that. You know, I went chapter eleven during the recession. You know, I was I was one of the first people in Southern California or in the country, for that matter, to go chapter eleven. That's when big companies were doing. But I had over a million dollars in debt, and yeah. most people have never seen that or never experienced that. Right. 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 I, I was the judge actually pioneered me and said, you're going to be a test case for me when we do your chapter 11 and your workout wow. plan, because most people don't individually do that. But again, I was smart enough to, to learn the system and learn how to work with it. But I've also been a lot smart enough to see what's around the corner next. Like what's the next thing, what's happening? What are the trends? What, what can I, what can I really capitalize on that's happening? So Although I went through really hard times, <clears throat> I never knew what it was like to have making a couple million dollars a year to have a 75% pay cut. It, that was a big deal. And people say, oh, yeah. crime river, you went from 2 million a year to 250 grand a year. Well, when your bills are, you know, almost hundred grand a month, it's a right. big so, you know, we're about to lose our rental property, about to lose our own house. I had to work out, you know, and that's how I was able to start these companies. I learned how to do loan modifications. I learned how to do short sales and I pioneered a lot of different things in the default market. But, but that's one thing that I try to teach my clients is look, man, if, if something gets a little fishy or you have an inclination or that weird feeling in your tummy, take advantage of that. That's the yeah. universe telling you that you better get your crap together and you better start looking around the corner. What's next, whether, whether it's a technology, technological thing, or if it's a market driven thing, if it's a, is it a, is it a global pandemic? Is it, you know, what is it, you know, and this is yet here I am again, I'm going to have to write that book at some point because we've been through nine 11 now a global pandemic. Like we've been through a lot of crap, right? So there's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of things learned there. But but that recession. I mean that that two thousand seven, eight, nine. That was a serious 
kick in the teeth for a lot of people, man. It was mind blowing. It and really and was. more, yeah, mortgage guys going to prison. I mean, yeah. it, a it lot was, of my friends got in trouble. And yeah, and I mean, I remember one time I was sitting with my good friend, my mortgage broker. And I said, hey, man, I'm in some tax problems. The market crashed right before I thought I could hurry up and use all my income from this year to pay some past taxes. And now it's crashing. He goes, don't worry, we'll pull it out of your house. I go, okay. So I remember sitting, having a beer with him, and I signed a loan application for a $1.1 million first and like a $400,000 second. And I remember saying, do you need like tax returns? He's all, no, I got it. And I'm just like, Wait a minute. So basically I pulled out five, 600 grand out of my house and I did not have to show a bank statement or taxes or anything. Yeah. That's where we were at in that market. Like that's mind blowing, yeah. right? Yeah. So as the market continued to go and I went through that bankruptcy and, and I learned about loan stripping and I saved a lot of people from that. And uh, the DOJ, I got involved at one point and uh, they made Bank of America do a principal loan reduction, but all this stuff was to save my family's home, right? Right. So by the time I came out of the recession, I went from owing like one four on my house to five hundred grand, and meanwhile, I saved like three hundred and fifty families from foreclosure in one year. You know, so so those are all the little things that I learned, and 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 that I just tell people, look, pay attention to what's going on, make sure yeah. you're watching carefully, don't watch TV. Do not watch TV. Watch freaking, you know, business podcasts. Learn from the pros yep. and, and see what the trends are and just stay off of junk TV. Stay off of junk things. Just consistently, you know, use that hour of skill set a day. Use that hour of self-help a day. See what's going on so you can always tackle the next market because things are going to change. And the things that I hate the most are the, the the really good smart people that say, you know what, I was born to be this, you know, and I go to work from seven in the morning to four in the afternoon, I work really hard, and I come home, take off my boots, and I put my feet on the coffee table, I have my dinner and watch TV, go to bed, do it the next day, and I'm waiting for my pension. And I'm like, no, like, how do you possibly do that? If I got off at work at four o'clock, I'd have another full blown business backing that up, right? Diversify. Right. And, and I would, I would have something else going on the weekends or I would, I just, you know, like, Hey, like what, everybody says, Oh, someday I would love to have this, or I'd love to provide this for my family, or I'd like to retire in this mode. Well, yeah. do it. You know, just because, just because you got a job at 20 years old and, and you're, you know, you know, I don't want to call any professions out, but typical blue collar jobs, right. Where they, they're not self-employed and they right. do have a boss or a manager and, and they do make really good money. But, yeah. But I'm like, I guess what I say, I'm content, but never satisfied, right? right. If, if, yeah. if somebody stopped my life right now, I'm very content. I can live like this. It's okay. I could live for the rest of my life without ever doing another thing again because of what I've done in the last several years to yeah. ramp up, right? But the reality is, is I, I just, I don't know how people are satisfied. And sometimes people are satisfied doing the wrong things, watching TV or or literally just putting poison in their mind. Like I have people my age in their forties play video games for three hours a night. And I, I, can't see, I, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't relate to that. And right. and I think, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. I, I, I can't relate to, I mean, I did it right out of high school, man, or well, 
when I left high school, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I went to work at the Honda factory building cars. And I did that for about two and a half years, made unbelievable money. It was 30 wow. years ago, man, making 50 grand a year at 18, 19, 20 years old. That was unbelievable money back then. But, but I realized quickly, like this sucks. I cannot <laughs> do this forever. Like, this is crazy. And there's people that are like, oh, I'm going to be here for 30 years and retire with a pension. I'm thinking, what? How? I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So so those people that are out there that because I don't think laziness is a real thing. I think it's a fear based thing. I think that's what laziness is. That's but, a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So so those people that are out there that want more out of life, but they're 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 being held back. What do you say to those people to, to motivate them, to get them to take their life to the next level? Well, you know, you have to be very honest with yourself first, right? You let's say, and I'll just speak from a man's perspective because I'm yeah. there. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, no disrespect to anybody, but I would sit there and say, okay, I have two children. I have a beautiful wife that tries her best to take care of me. Um, what do I really want for myself and for my ADAPs, right? What do I really want for that? And I've had clients that say, you know what, man, I don't really care about her anymore. The kids are fine. They're always going to be fine. And, you know, I think I'm good with my couple grand a month and I'll buy a motorhome and I'll maybe I'll buy a little lake somewhere and, and fish and all that. And I get cool, man. If that's really what you want, if, if that's, if that's really what you're going to do, then cool. If not, what would you really like to provide to this, this life? Whether, whether it's your whether it's your own family, whether it's your friend's family, whether it's your parents, what, what would you really do? But, but let's be honest with yourself first. Do you really want to do that? Or is somebody, or is somebody pressuring you to think like that? <clears throat> and I had those conversations with myself and I say, okay, I, you know, you know, Dean Graciosi, right? Yep. So he came to one of my masterminds, the closing table, or it might've been war room or something one time. I don't wow. remember anymore, but he, he teaches like the seven levels of finding your why right now in today's, today's world, the why is kind of cliche, but the way Joe Stump yeah. taught him was amazing. And I've done it with hundreds of people now and myself, and we've gone into total tears because you say, why are you doing this, Mike? Well, I want to make millions. Okay. Why do you want to make millions so I can have this? And by, by the time you get down to the seventh level, what happens is you find out your true why because you've really broken it down, right? So for me, and I'll just use myself personally, I my true why and why I do this is I never want anybody that I love or care about to suffer the way I did in the beginning of my life, right? Right. I went through tons of embarrassment. I went through tons of eating leftover stew for four nights. I went through tons of weekends pulling weeds when my friends were water skiing and snow skiing. And I said that twice and you can see that's really scarred me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I've been through, I've been through things that I never want my children to go through or my wife or my friends for that matter. Right. <clears throat> so if I had a friend today that came to me and said, look, I need 10 grand for something. I could do that, you know? And that's, that makes me feel better. And, and it, it could be, People could take it for the wrong reason, but it's not the wrong reason. It's the right reason because I want to be able to help somebody. There's so many people that I know going through COVID stuff right now, and I'm telling them, look, 
like I, I talked to a guy the other night that is a musician. His his world evolves around live gigs. Yeah. Apparently, unemployment's run out, and he can't get a gig. Right. So, right. I'm like, dude, I don't know you that well, but if you need help, I'm here. You know, don't lose yeah. anything over it. You know. So, wow. and I know I took that really, really far, but you know, truly understanding and believing in yourself and being honest with yourself. If yeah. you really want to get up and move, do it. And that's why you have to seek out somebody that's better than you at what you want to do. Maybe you don't know what you want to do, but it's a really good time to figure out. And technology, again, mind-blowing. I've met people yeah. making hundreds of thousands and quit their job on Etsy or Amazon or yeah. you know something like starting a dog walking business. Like I have so many clients that we've started businesses for. My son, my son, I put a, I put aside 50 grand for him. I said, you are like me. You're never going to go to college. You already admitted it. Let's start a business for you, right? We, we said maybe a clothing line. We went through a couple like um, uh, we we're going to open up a Subway restaurant, all sorts wow. of things. Yeah. But one day I said, dude, you played video games. We, we allowed him to play like an hour a day after homework video games. I said, would you like to fly a drone and film my real estate? And he goes, yeah. So I think that business cost me all in five grand. And now here he is 23 years old, making five grand a week. Wow. Know? He owns an amazing uh, business right now. So now we're going to take that to the next level and, and learn how to expand that, learn how to hire editors overseas, learn how to hire more photographers, take over other territories and, and learn his, um, you know, and expand his, his business now, because now it's time for him to make 10 grand a week or 11 grand or 15 grand a week, whatever he's comfortable doing. But <clears throat> those are the types of things that anybody can do. And if a 21 year old kid could do that when we started that or 19 or whatever, it's, it's, it's reality. Like you can go to the next level. It's just, first of all, you have to believe that you can do it. And second of all, make the decision to do it and take massive action and then, you know, believe in it and, and do the right things. And if you're doing the right things that you know, in your heart of hearts that you're doing it, it's going to be successful. And sometimes it's not even, sometimes it's not even monetary, right? Sometimes it's just learning how to love yourself and your family and getting yeah. back into the groove and really appreciating life. Like, I do know people that are miserable right now in their house, afraid of COVID. And, and I think, I think the drama people wanted more drama. Yep. They thrive off drama. But then I see people like us that want to emerge as leaders doing amazing things to help people, amazing things for research, amazing things for fun. And, and the thing I'm most proud of right now is I'm helping businesses that otherwise would be suffering but I've done my research, I'm educated, I'm informed, I know what's safe and what's not safe, and I know how to help other businesses, right? So that's kind of my thing right now. I wanna help people through COVID. I wanna I want to help people get through this, and I wanna help others understand that it's not the end of the world. Like, yeah. it's not, <laughs> you know, it's we're not. gonna be fine. <laughs> until, you've been through, until you've been through recession, this ain't crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't even know we were going on lockdown until we were on lockdown pretty much. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are we, what, what's happening? Oh, there's a, there's some kind of a flu thing out there that's shutting the entire world down. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is everybody participating in that? That's crazy. Turn off the news. So, so for, for, and I, I do have a question for you for the people that are, I mean, there are people look, dude, this, the reality is suicide is way freaking up right now, which is just heartbreaking to me. Like, 
for those people though that are really living paralyzed in that fear right now because there are people paralyzed in that fear how, how do you convince them like dude you don't have to be there well i hate getting I hate getting controversial on somebody else's podcast. I don't mind doing it on mine, but you asked, right? Dude, you get, go. I, I love controversy. <laughs> All right. So, so we know there's certain things that, that heal the virus quickly and easily. The number one thing being heat, right? The coronavirus does not like being in heat. So we have infrared saunas, right? So quick, funny story. I was on the la I was speaking in Florida and uh, my buddy and I were getting on a plane and and I didn't know anything about lockdown either. And they said, look, your flight might get canceled. They might cancel all flights for the rest of the world. I'm like, hold on. I'd like, I'd like to get home to my wife, please. And <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we were on that flight. It was like it was I'm not even kidding when I say it was one of the last flights in the world before they shut down airlines. Right. So wow. I made it home and I, I, I was like. I go, wow, I, I kind of feel like crap. And, you know, I travel, I wore myself out, but it was a different type. So I did a little research. I'm like, oh, shit, I might have this thing, right? So, all right. So just in case, I went to the infrared sauna and it was gone in a day. No big deal. So I continue to do research and educating. But we're, here's, here's what we know, right? Wash your hands, wear a mask, and keep your social distancing and you're going to be fine. Period, right? So let's just say they're right about that. So go live your life. Get out of the house. You're not going to die from this thing. I mean, if, if the CDC just admitted yesterday that 94% of all the deaths were related to pre-existing, oh, okay, right? So I don't know how else to tell people, but go live your life. Do right. what you do. I've been, for the last three or four months, I've been doing anything possible to avoid wearing a mask. And yes, the places I go wear a mask, but I'm still going into restaurants, sitting down, going into bars and living a normal life, right? Right. Like, like you can go to Idaho right now and literally go on a roller coaster next to a stranger. Like right. that's normal. So that's kind of my thing. And, and, and again, I don't, I'm not afraid to be controversial because I know people that have knocked this thing so bad. I know people that have been tested for COVID that never made it to their appointment. I know people that have tested negative for COVID when they had it. I know people that have never yeah. even it had, I've known thousands of people that never had a system that have been, you know, symptom that says this whole thing is nuts. Right. So yeah, yeah. I just say, you know what, if you're going to go out, go out with a bang, go live your best life. If you're going to lock yourself in a house, don't lock yourself in a house, lock yourself in a, in a, in a backyard where you at least get sunshine, get your vitamin D, get your exercise in, talk to your neighbors over the wall, really get involved and, and work on you, work on your future business, work on your seven Fs, right? Like work on those things. And, and, and don't I, I, like, I have not watched the news. I can't even tell you in how long I accidentally caught our governor on a Facebook live the other day. I swear two minutes in, I was about to punch my computer. <laughs> So like, so like I, I can't, you know, and, and one of the things that changed my life is when I watched The Secret and started hanging out with John Asaroff and some of these guys and, and it's okay to be informed, but not inundated. Right. Yeah. Like my mom, she'll sit there and watch the news for six to eight hours a day. And it is the creepiest thing in the world. When you get on the phone with her, she'll, she conspiracy theories everywhere from the news. Right. And I'm like, no, no, let's not watch this. Let's, let's find our very respected friends and, and leaders in this and, and understand what they're saying. But how how can we take advantage of all this stuff and turn it into a positive learning experience or a positive business move? Like my my son's girlfriend, they 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 make 
masks out of silk. They used yeah. to make baby blankets, but they started making masks for $7 a piece. And last time I checked, they were like at 4,000 masks that they made. They turned it, little entrepreneurs, right? They turned it into a really cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> welcome to Kevin. <laughs> I, hey, for the record, I have uh, I caught your governor on a Facebook Live once, and I did punch my computer. <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. It's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even live in California. I'm like, good God, what's wrong with this guy? So, 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 dude. I, first off, you need to write a book, and 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 now that we're friends, I'm gonna call and ask you for that ten grand. I'm no kidding. worries. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kidding. So no, the, 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 the seven F's man, is there a place right now that you have those listed on a blog or anywhere that, well, the very, if you go to agent mechanics coaching on my real estate marketing show, I think the very first one is about mindset. That's what okay. I start people off with. So it's day week one of, it's a free course. I mean, if you're into real estate, it's a free course. It's it's 24 weeks long now. I've been doing it all through COVID. Every Monday I train live unless I'm hardcore traveling like on a boat or a plane. But yeah. the um, but the very first week's about mindset and it might be a good mindset thing for your listeners to listen to. Um, and, I, and I'm sure I have blogs and, and posts out there all about it. Uh, they're, they're usually in all the trainings that I do when I travel all over the country and speak. But but for the most part, it's that's there and it's easy to and it's easy to do. And Wow. Uh, but that's that's all the answers in life, man. It really is. You're, what you do every day to yeah. get yourself going and to maintain and those seven Fs, that's it. And and it's my favorite thing. Just get a calendar, a blank calendar from Michael's or whatever craft store and just write in, okay, here comes September. Here's my, there's seven days. Okay, Monday, we're going to do fitness. Tuesday, we're going to do family night. Wednesday, we're going to do a hike. And, and then you'll see you start mixing them. You know, family is also fitness. You're hiking with your family. And that's also yeah. somewhat fun. So some days you'll have three a day or four a day. And then 30 days later, when you do a check-in with your spouse or family, they're going to be like, we changed our life in 30 days by just focusing on important stuff. Wow. So. That's awesome, man. Everybody needs to go to realestatemarketingshow.com. And what's what do you say the the... The, the mindset training, there's two of them. One's a, the, the most recent one, I guess, is at the uh, Agent Mechanics Coaching tab. Okay. And the week number one, you just scroll all the way down or all the way up to week number one. And that's probably good enough to to get an hour of power in there. But I mean, I, it does. I'm I'm writing this down. It doesn't. It doesn't sound to me like they need to even be in real estate. It sounds like like Correct. you can you can go you can go get some really valuable information here. Just, just go to the website, dude. I, I, you, you may be one of the best kept secrets in America right now. So <laughs> Thanks, um, <brother. laughs> dude, you need to, you need to write that book, man. I, I I've got some ideas for you, but anyway, I think, um, wow. I'm so I'm, I, I think we figured out it was, it was Zach Benson that introduced us. And man, I am grateful. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate the introduction. Mike, you rock, dude. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate the show. I can't wait to go back and watch some more of these. Yeah, man. So, hey, thank you to everybody that's been on here. Mike, if, if you don't mind, hang on for me. I'm going gonna, gonna to end the, the live stream. But um, thank you to everybody who's watched this and shared it out. You guys all rock. Mike, thanks for being thank on, man. Guys. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye, guys.